Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. We are super excited to we be are. here, chained to our studio desks. But, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. We've got these wonderful freedoms in this country, and certainly the freedom to study the Word of God and preach it and teach it and practice our faith, and I am very grateful for that today. Very grateful. Very grateful. So we are free Mm -hmm. to read and study Hebrews chapter 10 today. Well, that's right. I mean, free, but we have a plan. We're (laughs) going to stick to the plan. A little bit of a plan to go into (laughs) Hebrews chapter 10 today. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 from the English Standard Version. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in these sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins." All right, so as uh, we start into this 10th chapter and moving from what we were talking about yesterday, or last week, I should say, last episode. uh, Not that we recorded it yesterday. (laughs) Not that we do batch recordings. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the ninth chapter, we were talking about the superiority of Jesus Christ, our high priest, the superiority of his sacrifice, because he comes into the holy place with his own blood, okay, Mm -hmm. that, that blood sacrifice. Uh, here we're going to see, I guess, the preeminence of that sacrifice as we get into factually why it is that the blood of bulls and goats was not able to provide this remission of sins that the blood of Jesus can. Our author is drawing a conclusion. He's basically saying this is what folks should have realized the entire time, Mm. that if the sacrifice was truly providing atonement, if the sacrifices that we had, those 1,200 plus per year, were truly providing atonement, then we wouldn't have needed 1,200 plus per year. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't have have needed the atonement day sacrifice every year. We would have had a sacrifice. It would have been done. Forgiveness would have been paid for. Atonement would have been purchased. Redemption would have been bought. It would have all been done. But because it had to happen again and again and again, over and over and over, Everyone throughout all of the history of Israel should have realized, okay, these things, this is not what is going to effectually take my sins away. So this is, he's drawing a conclusion there. He's saying that maybe people should have been asking themselves, why do we do this again and again and again? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think he's just pointing out to these Hebrew Christians, he says, guys, look, in this new covenant, we have one sacrifice. Yeah. We're not having to do sacrifices over and over again. You're wanting to go back to the law. You're wanting to go back to the old covenant. Why why would you want to go back to a covenant where there's sacrifices again and again and again and they're they're the mere repetition mm-hmm. demonstrates they're really mm-hmm. not working. So one of the differences between the first covenant, the law of Moses and this new covenant is all the different sacrifices in the first one as opposed to the one sacrifice. Yes, once the for once all. once for all sacrifice. As we said covenant. last week, once for all uh, people, once for all sins, right. once for all time. Time, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so then maybe that draws us back to verse 1, as he's talking again about the role and the purpose of this law. Yeah, I, I don't know how you read this, but I guess as I'm tracking through this, I begin to think, well, 
why would this go on for so long? Mm. Why so many animals, right? Are, are you asking me? Or are it's you about rhetorical. To... It's okay. rhetorical. Okay. <laughs> because I, I think the answer is here in verse one, it is a shadow mm. of the good things to come, not the image. It's that shadow substance uh, that we've been talking about. Uh, for a week's on and off. It, isn't all, it? Throughout <laughs> yeah, all throughout Hebrews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so here is the real sacrifice, the sacrifice that God had always been pointing towards, the sacrifice that God had always been planning. It is so monolithic, it is so amazing that it is casting a shadow back through history mm-hmm. in order to let us know the substance is coming. It's okay, look around the corner, you see the shadow, there's something that's coming. All of these sacrifices were that shadow, but they were not the real thing. They were not what was effectual. I think it's important for us to make a distinction. Okay. I, I've I've gotten in trouble before when I have said the sacrifices from the Old Testament didn't work. Yeah. And so I want to be clear. I want to make sure everyone understands. I want to make sure you understand exactly what I mean. Were people forgiven under that old covenant when they offered those sacrifices? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. They were forgiven. They were forgiven by by God's grace mm-hmm. through their faithful Faith. obedience yeah. and submission and surrender. In that and covenant. so in that sense, did those sacrifices work? Well, yes, they worked because God said, if you do this, I'm going to bring atonement. If you do this, I'm going to provide forgiveness. Right. And they did, and that's exactly what God gave. However, they did not work in the sense that had there not been the sacrifice of Jesus, mm-hmm. the blood of bulls and goats could not effectually accomplish mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. What we need to understand is that even though they were forgiven when they offered these sacrifices, they were not actually forgiven by those sacrifices. The effectual sacrifice that effected mm-hmm. atonement and forgiveness is this one that Jesus Jesus purchased the redemption. Mm-hmm. No no blood uh, of bull or goat accomplished redemption and atonement. Yeah. Through grace, uh, by grace, through faith, these folks were forgiven when they offered these things, mm-hmm. but they were actually forgiven by the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. in prospect. In prospect. And that's what makes our covenant so much better is that they were still waiting for yeah. something to come to yeah. actually provide the forgiveness we've already had it. It's already happened. We're not waiting. We get to look back at it. They were looking ahead, hoping that looking, it was really going to happen. Looking forward in faith to the cross, mm-hmm. we are looking back in faith to the cross. Absolutely. Okay. And, and for them, looking forward, they may not have even realized what they were looking forward to. They just knew something had to come, something was being promised to yeah. come yeah. That, that was going to make all of this work and be right. So there's a contrast here between the idea of a reminder and a forgiveness. And I, I'm wondering about th- these sacrifices as reminders. Um, who's being reminded here? I mean, is it is it God's being reminded that they've sinned, or they need to be reminded of their sin, or how's that work? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I do think that's one of those cases. Now, the here's what we have to understand. Reminder here is not meant to say that anybody had forgotten. Okay. It's not like God's like, oh, 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 you're right. I so forgot you guys had sinned. I sure am glad I, I set up this. Sac- sinners. I, I sure am glad I set up this sacrificial system to make sure I remembered what rotten sinners you all were. That's that's not the issue. The issue of remind here is just bringing it to mind. It's the it's the idea of it is brought to the forefront. It is set up. It is it it's not. Uh, hey, got to make sure you don't forget this. It's just we're thinking about this. We need to understand. 
And, and so it is. When these sacrifices were offered, it was not bringing to God, okay, now the sins mm-hmm. are paid for. Okay. It was bringing to the mind of God, there is sin that needs to be paid for. At the same time, I think it is reminding the Israelites. Again, not that they forgot they were sinners. I mean, let me ask you this, yeah. Andrew, have you forgotten that you are a sinner? No. No, me either. And yet we're even going to say we've got the sacrifice that truly does forgive us. Right. So I don't think any of those Israelites forgot they were sinners. What the sacrifice did, though, was remind them of sin, remind them Mm -hmm. of the presence of sin, remind them of the needs they had because of sin. It's the reminder, we need something to pay for this. We still need this paid for. Yeah, so the, the the reminder of the severity of sin, the awfulness. I mean, when you think about the the specifications of these lambs and these bulls, right? These were prized animals, and uh, they were the best of what you had. And you would bring those, and you would slaughter them. There would be so much blood, and there were different ceremonies that needed to be done with the blood and the way the animal was butchered in the fire and all of that. Um, but but you are seeing. This animal is dying now because of what I have done. Mm -hmm. And the wages of sin is death. And what a visceral experience to see that. You know, you asked me a moment ago, do you forget that you're a sinner? Well, I I mean, I guess I don't. Um, I, I... I know certainly that I have afflictions of conscience from time to time, remembering things that, you know, I, I do believe God has forgiven because I believe the word of God. Yes. And yet I'm still haunted by some of those things. I understand completely. You know, and and, and some of the uh, shame, I guess, that goes along with that. I still remember that I have sinned, and I thank God for that forgiveness. But But can I tell you that when I don't I guess, kill an animal all the time when I don't see the payment in front of me? Maybe I can forget the severity of sin. Maybe I can forget how serious sin is and separating me from God. I I think I can forget that. Oh, I think that's true. I, I believe that's true. In the context here, the idea, though, is the recognition and the remembrance that sin is still this thing that does separate me from God. Not not just that it can, not just that if I go back into it, it will, but for these Israelites, there was, there was the necessity... Uh, there was the necessity be re- to be reminded that without some some real payment, right. they were still separated. Right. They were still right. separated from God because these sacrifices they had given had not truly provided atonement. Mm-hmm. It was going to come from some other sacrifice, which there's a subtle argument here, I think a subtle statement being made, that for all the folks that when Jesus came that just could not understand the concept of a, a dying savior okay. of of God coming into the world and dying on the cross. Yeah. What our Hebrew author is really bringing to mind is, you guys should have realized something like this was going to happen because all the way along you should have realized, if if there's not ever anything else, if there's not ever actually a true sacrifice, a real sacrifice, an effectual sacrifice, then then our sins are still separating us because. Well, look, clearly these other things weren't getting rid of our sins because we kept having to do it. do it over and over and over. And so they should actually have been expecting, hmm. especially when they had read Isaiah 53. Yeah. Uh, and yet yeah. they didn't see it that the way. They didn't see yeah. it that way. Until Jesus died and was resurrected, most people did not grasp that Isaiah 53 was saying the Messiah is going to come in and going to die. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't get it. Our Hebrew author here is explaining, this is actually something you should have should have recognized and expected. So and but but of course in this context it's to these Christians 
who are Hebrews who have accepted, right. telling them don't go back. Don't go back to those don't systems. Don't go back. Don't yeah. go back to that other system. Why would you do that? Yeah. Here we have yeah. a sacrifice that's actually effectively worked, and if you decide to turn away from this one, well, those sacrifices weren't working. Yeah. Well, and you know what? To that point, if you want to turn away from this one, there is no alternative, right? And and that's something that's coming through in Hebrews for these Christians at the crossroads. What if they fall away? Whether it's going back to uh, uh, Judaism, whether it's just being pushed out of the faith because of persecution. And a little later on in the letter, we're going to read about uh, they've resisted, but not to the point of bloodshed yet, mm-hmm. right? So there are persecutions that would discourage them away, but there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, we're, what we're seeing at the beginning of this chapter is don't look back to the old sacrifices. They, mm-hmm. they weren't helping them, and, and if you go back to them, they're not going to help you. Uh, by the end of the week, we are going to be looking ahead and seeing, well, is there any other sacrifice coming? Yeah. And the answer to that's going to be no. No. So what Hebrews 10 does, it looks back and says, those weren't really working. If you go back to them, if mm-hmm. you don't take this sacrifice that Jesus has done, you go back to those, those weren't yeah. actually working. Right. Those only worked through Jesus' yeah. sacrifice. So if you reject that one, those yeah. aren't going to help you. Don't look ahead for something else to come either. This is it. This is the one we've got. I, I have to say, you know, um, little, little mixed feelings reading this chapter this week because part of me is reminded of the severity of sin. Oh, yeah. But then also the joy of seeing this consummation of God's plan and this ultimate sacrifice. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Do not take this contrast between reminder and forgiveness to say that we're supposed to forget sin and how severe sin is. What our author is doing is just telling us what these sacrifices did. And and, and this is a reminder. We talked about the Lord's Supper last week. When we gather together to participate in the Lord's Supper, we are not offering a sacrifice again. Right, we are not. Which means we are not being reminded what sinners we are. Mm -hmm. We're being reminded in the Lord's Supper of what an amazing Savior we have. Reminded of His sacrifice. Thank you so much for joining us today for Text Talk. Hope you have a great, great Fourth of July for all of our American listeners. Send us uh, emails. Let us know what you're getting from the text Text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, and we'll have a prayer. A great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. As we have read your word, we are reminded of our need for a Savior, something that you have made abundantly clear and taught people through the ages in your great wisdom and your plan of sacrifices and through the priesthood of Aaron. But Father, we see that it was all pointing to the supremacy of Jesus Christ, our better high priest the better sacrifice, the effectual sacrifice. We thank you, Lord, that he would lay it all down and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins and that we might, through a new covenant, have you as our Father and the hope of eternal life in Christ. We pray, Father, that you would keep us to that day, uh, rejoicing in the sacrifice and sharing the good news of forgiveness of sins in Christ with others, making the most of the freedoms you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.